Will you stop pausing? <laughs> you know I'm recording, don't you? You, you? 13 episodes and you're sharp now. Sharp. Sharp <laughs> as a tack. Yeah. Do you not even know what that means, being a millennium? Millennium. Millennium. I can't even speak. No. Neil. No. What's attack? Attack's a, a word for like a nail or a drawing pin or something. Attack. Attack. Yeah, sharp as attack. Right. Thank you for that little you nugget of information to start this. Hello and welcome to It's In The Genes podcast, a podcast by The Digital Gene. My name is Declan this time and your name is... And I'm actually Sharon this time. (laughs) And we're a mum and son duo and directors from The Digital Gene. Today is our last episode of 2020, so we're going to look back on the year and also look forward to what is ahead next year, um, what we some things we think might happen, some techie news, what's going to happen in the world um some things we don't want to happen yeah so firstly this year when you hear of everything that's actually happened obviously most of it you think well it's always going to be remembered for the pandemic um forever um but this i'll just read a list of events that happened this year Mm -hmm. uh, just to get us thinking a little bit so Events were, so we go right back to January, Caroline Flack's death and the Be Kind movement following it. Parasite um, swept the Oscars as the first foreign film to do so. Madeleine McCann's case was reignited. We had the Australian bushfires, Trump's impeachment, Harvey Weinstein was sentenced to prison. We left the EU on the 31st of January. Meghan and Harry also left the royal family. We had the pandemic, which resulted in panic buying at the beginning, the stock stock market crash, um, lockdowns around the world, which more recently has led to the vaccine. We had the Beirut explosion, which was, yeah, in the summer, I think. Um, Twitter was hacked. We've had the Black Lives Matter movement following the death of George Floyd and the resultant kind of what people like to coin the culture wars. We had the US presidential election, which resulted in Joe Biden and Kamala Harris being president and vice president-elect. Chadwick Boseman's death and probably much, much more. So much more to come before January the 31st? No. No? I'm not going to say Oh, you you fell right into that trap, Declan. What can happen? I was like, I was leading you into it. Well, what is it? Two weeks? Two weeks down today. Two weeks. What do I keep saying is going to come next? Zombie? No. Yeah. Zombie apocalypse. Well, all that hundred and thirty odd thousand people that have been vaccinated so far turn into zombies. This isn't. We aren't anti-vaxxers, by the way. It's just mum's got a... Vivid imagination. Imagination on her. Like, so, I will very happily get the vaccine. I'm not so sure about you. I'm going to get the vaccine, for sure. But I'm not I'm not so sure about this first one because, obviously, I've got a few allergies and things. And whether it's true or not, I've been hearing things about 
bit problematic for people who are generally suffer with allergies. Um, but no, uh, that's serious. This is just a little bit of fun. Is that I just keep joking now and again, saying, "Oh, the only other thing we need now for 2020 is the zombie apocalypse." And then you said something about the people who've been vaccinated so far. And I went, yeah, so that's how it happens. And you said, but they're all old people who've been vaccinated so far. And I said, yeah, and they'll turn into those really fast running zombies. Can you imagine? Well, it's just everything about that is just not possible. Yeah, but it's a bit of fun. (laughs) It's scary. Anything after this year, like even in the last episode, we were saying how We'll have zombies, uh, not zombies, aliens next. Oh, it was aliens, now it's zombies. Because you always yeah. remember that dream I had when you were kids about the zombies. When, well, when I looked, yeah. looked out of, because um, where, where we lived one time, we could look across um, from our bedroom window across to the school playing field, couldn't we? And I said uh, that I had a dream where I, I looked out of the window and the trees at the far side of the school playing field, I could just see like figures in the mist running across and then it suddenly dawned on me that it was the zombies coming and I was like, <laughs> I had a dream about that same field once before, but there was a big wave coming across it. So how bizarre that that field has had made such an impression, like zombies and yeah, I, do, I do remember that dream. I feel like it was following the Boxing Day Tsunami, so we're talking a long, long time ago, but... Can we get to what? So, I, having read all those events this year, I feel like this. <laughs> we're living like we witnessed the new BC in a, what's the one it after Christ? It's not after Christ. Where it's like before COVID. Anno Domini. Pardon? Anno Domini is short for. Like, I feel like there's life before COVID and life after COVID. So, obviously, Caroline Flack's death, the Oscars, the Australian bushfires, I feel like Trump's impeachment was before COVID as well, Um, leaving the EU. I feel like Harry and and Meghan might have left the royal family before as well. Um, When when what your timeline is for the start of COVID? Do you mean the start of COVID in the UK or do you mean global? Well, well, globally, it started last year, didn't it? Mm, Uh, What I mean? But no, more like when it was coming to Europe and we had we had the frightening videos of Italy first, didn't we? What was happening there? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I will never forget being look watching the news in Italy and watching them like queue to go into shops. And I don't know what it was. I was just like, there's no way that that will come here. Mm. It's well far away. Far, far away. Even though, you know, it was in Europe, it was already here. But I just thought, there's no way. And then, obviously, Boris's address to the nation, telling us, every like, everybody to stay at home. It was... We have literally been through the craziest year ever. Well, I know it was, remember, because um, Dad and I were in uh, Prague, weren't we, in February? Mm. And we were starting to hear about it on the news channels over there. Um, with subtitles, obviously. Um, you don't speak Czech? I don't. No. Add to my list. My wish list. Um, yeah, there was talk of it over there, and we were sort of watching it on a morning when we were having our cup of tea in bed, and we were just like, what, what, 
what's this all about? Mm-hmm. And then when we got to the airport to come home, there was already sanitizers and things, you know, strange sort of things happening in the airport that normally wouldn't happen. But then when we flew into Newcastle, it was like, oh, we're back. Normality, we're back because there's none of that going on here because yeah. it, it actually hadn't started. Had it? it was it was like towards the end of February. Mm-hmm. No, but I remember you saying that the difference in the UK and there. But don't you think it's bad how to think about the lockdowns we've had and everything since, how it was allowed to just kind of circulate for so long? Like travel was fine. It was just allowed to. Well, again, so, so we thought um, we sort of came back from Prague that sort of like last week in February, and then we had a a trip for our wedding anniversary for York in the middle of March. Our wedding anniversary is the fifteenth. It was like a week before lockdown because I remember telling you I'll just go because they were already sort of saying, you know, travel's going to stop and. So dad and I again were sort of thinking, oh, shall we, shall we go? Shall we go? And it's like, yeah, we can still go. It's not that far away. It's not like we're going, you know, it's like 40 minutes down the road type of thing. And we went, but the strangest thing, do you remember my photographs of York City, like in the center in, in the shambles, the main tourist area? Mm. Um, like a ghost town. I mean, you wouldn't, it, it's like you would see it at six o'clock in the morning, maybe. Um, and it was like that. That weekend, when you went in a cafe or you went in a pub, they were still all full, but the streets were bizarre. It was, it's like somebody had said, get off the streets, get inside. It was hardly, I think I've got a, a photograph of one of the, um, you know, the, the roads down that one of the old streets down the shambles area. I've got a photograph and I think there's one person in the street. I've sort of took it from a cafe window. Mm. And I just like I have never ever seen York or a city like that. And then it's like you know some of my friends and and people that I know who live in London, and even now seeing all those empty spaces and Covent Garden and you know all the wonderful places that would be well, it still are gorgeous because they've all been lit up for Christmas, but but they're mostly empty. It's I'd love to be down there now. I think it would just look amazing. Imagine all the photo opportunities you wouldn't be able. You wouldn't have to be pushing people out the way to get in front of something. Well, I know a couple of people that went to London in September, though, and they said it was rubbish. Because so they what, do. Yeah. Well, not, not even that. Like, even so, in London, especially the city centre, even though restrictions were eased at some points this year, a lot of places didn't bother reopening because obviously the city centre relies on tourism and people working there and if both those things aren't there then they're not they don't bother with the a lot of places just thought well there's no point opening so it's like wasn't it yesterday when there was the discussions of whether um the tier three restrictions would be lifted for some people and Mm -hmm. i really felt for the businesses that were saying well even if they are lifted we're not going to reopen because it'll just be for such a short while and the effort the planning and you know, the logistics and the cost of them reopening for a very short while and then having to shut down again. It's just not I I saw an example. Um, The, you know, those teepees, you know, like they had the Newcastle that they get in winter. 
they put that up in like Leeds's one just outside the station, like at the end of November. And I I remember thinking, why have they even bothered? Mm. It's like I know you've got to be hopeful that it will open, but I and mean, there are a lot of businesses in Leeds and Manchester that are quite annoyed because at the beginning of this week it looked like we were going to go into tier two. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously, and a lot of a lot of businesses were briefed to kind of get ready for tier two, um, and then obviously we didn't. So yeah, it's been a year, um, and I think yeah, that was history. I think as well as as well as the pandemic, it just feels like there's a lot of there's been a lot of tension. It's weird as well, isn't it? You we're all part of history, but. We literally are part of like something really crucial that has happened in history now this year, aren't we? People, well, are- I, yeah, I remember saying that. Like after you know, like when you read back and you read about people in World War Two and different things, I always thought I don't know. I always used to think I was going to go through life and not really have anything a significant source that's world where the whole world is going through something together. I thought we were all kind of through that. I mean, you could argue that, I don't know, global warming, we'll all go through it together, but it's not, you know, it's not going to be where one day the leader of the country tells everybody to stay at home. Yeah. It's mad. I look, I do look back and I think I remember the first clap for carers. Mm. I went for a walk because I was convinced it wasn't going to be anything. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was like something on social media that people weren't going to really get behind. And I was walking and all of a sudden I hear like everybody erupting into banging pots and clap. And I was really emotional that night. And I remember, do you remember that trip to Aldi? <laughs> when you had an anxiety attack? I didn't have an anxiety attack at all. You clearly don't know what they are. I thought, I oh, no, not anxiety. You've been no, emotional. Yeah, which yeah. is the, yeah. Yes, I do remember that. No, it wasn't anxiety. It wasn't yeah. an anxiety attack. There was I know. There was no there was talk. Nothing there. Do you remember, like, the first dial where the meat is? There was nothing in the shop. And I was like, this is, like, apocalyptic. This is, hor- like, horrific. I wouldn't cut. I'd be first to die, me, if there were a zombie thing. I'd just be like, you know what, take me. It's fine. I don't want to. yourself and pausing and actually engage with this podcast, please. I would. I'd be a fighter if there was a zombie apocalypse. Would. I would come into my own. I would just be no. I'm gonna take you down. You're not gonna get me. Right. Yeah. Whatever. I don't know. What's your highlight? Like, you know, I wanted you to talk about what what, what were your thoughts on some of the things that have happened this year. i tell you how I feel about the whole year. I've said this before and you always say, oh, no, 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 that's I not. Are you going to say what I think you say? Well, you tell me if you're a mind reader. It's but the slowest year ever. Yes, it's, I feel... Yeah. No, I want you to talk about like things that have actually happened this year. I don't care how fast or slow. That's the thing, though. That's what I'm trying to explain. If you let me get a word in edgewise, right? Um, 
all of that stuff that you read out, yeah, it all feels like, it all feels surreal now. Like when you think everything that we've been through, it's it's really traumatic. Mm. It's really traumatic as a race, you know, for people all to be connected in a bad way like we have been. Mm. And it's all it is almost like a level of trauma in some way. And I keep saying, you know, as I was saying to somebody on Twitter yesterday, I was whinging that well, we were both whinging saying that we've forgotten what it's like to go out. And or when you when especially when you live in the north of, of England, like we've been locked down forever, haven't we, almost in in, in most ways. Um and yeah, forgotten what it's like to put makeup on, wear heels, all that type of thing. And then you sort of have that little whinge where it's just a tiny, tiny little bit of normality. And then you feel bad, you feel really bad as well because people have gone through a lot worse and people have lost loved ones, lost, you know, they've lost their lives. And it, and it, and it's weighing up all, all the emotions and, and it's a level of trauma for everybody. And so I think what that trauma does. It, it it sort of like makes you forget things as well, mm. because you couldn't you couldn't cope otherwise if you if you if you didn't if your mind didn't give you that ability to sort of forget things a little bit because it is also really bad, and I think maybe that's the way we're programmed to. You know, it's like when you when you look on the news, you know, before all of this, and you look at war torn countries, and you're thinking, how are people living through that? Mm. You know, bombs going off and horrible things going how are people living through that but but people do don't they so you look back and you listed all those things and you think jesus all of that's happened how have we all actually got through this year but we have we We have yeah that's how i feel about it that's how i feel about it i feel like it's been a year of acceptance as well in many ways you know accepting that we have our failures and we're pretty weak on the landscape of, you know, we yeah, can be wiped out. It reminds me, I, I read an article this week and it was like, it's shown that we're not invincible because we're, we're in, you know, the, the scenes, like how how history is grouped into scenes, C-E-N-E. C-E-N-E. No, I don't know anything about that. Anthropocene or something now, which is like the age of the humans and how we're the dominant whatever what article was that you'll have to point me in that oh, direction mm. um, and but like yeah, yeah. <laughs> you say that oh i'll just, I'll I, just forgot grab, read, I forgot you read that Declan. i'm so I'll sorry grab, i'll just grab my subscription you're saying that um, yeah. but also another article about memory this year and how because we haven't really done anything it's really hard to place memories and what's actually happened at, at what point yeah that's I, what I mean that's what I'm trying to say when you say to me what I know I'm interjecting again like I usually do but that's that's the nail on the head where you say to me what's been the standout for you it's almost like it's almost like I'm looking back at it through some sort of mist yeah you know, I can remember it all but I can't remember it Maybe it doesn't feel normal it, it, it doesn't feel you know like when you you you, recol- you you recollect a memory from the past. Mm-hmm. And they're very clear, some of them. The way I recollect this year is not the same at all. It's really strange. It doesn't, it just feels like, yeah, we've gone through time, of course. Mm. 
like I think like when I came back to Leeds in May and did and it, it it's just it's a really weird way of recalling it all. Um, I mean, I'm so pleased that that first lockdown you came home because oh, I couldn't have been here. It couldn't. It. I just don't think. I don't think you could have coped on your own, and I don't think we could have coped knowing that you were on your own. Um, mm. so that decision, literally, as soon as Boris announced it for you to come, come back home, I think was the best best one we made collectively as a family. Mm. Spend that time together. But that feels that feels like about three years ago. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. But one thing, I mean. We haven't really got into anything other than the pandemic that's happened this year. Um, well, well, because it's encompassed everything, hasn't it? Well, I just think everyone, there was a lot of anger. There's a lot of resentment. I th- I'll never forget. Well, and I hope the messages of the Black Lives Matter movement move forward as well. Because I'll never forget seeing that video of him being murdered. George. No, I know. I think that's a pivotal moment this year as well. Um, you hope that we do... Things are going to change from that because, you know, like so many millions of people seeing that video on social media and sort of watch, watching it, but also thinking, what am I watching here? Why why are you watching this? Because it was almost a sense of disbelief as you were watching it. That, And then I, I can remember sort of like crying and thinking, oh, my God, that man's actually dying. Mm. He's there. Madonna, I remember seeing it because Madonna had put it on her. Instagram. Yeah, I, no, like, I think what? you told me. Yeah, yeah, I was just like, that is like, you have literally just watched somebody be murdered. Um, and I just can't, I just cannot think what what happened in those cops' minds to do that. Yeah. I know, I know. I'd like to think that nobody, why would anybody want to do that? Mm. Obviously, another pivotal moment this year was the US election. I really do hope that him coming in will kind of. I don't think it. I hope it, but I think it's. I think it. It, it won't happen. But I like to think that. Well, you love all of that, don't you? I mean, I'm not. Well, I'm not well, finish, get me point out first. I hope yeah, that. Out then. It will kind of. He'll try to soothe tensions and smooth out America a little bit. Um but I don't I don't see it. I don't see it. Do you know it's funny the the times that, you know, we've we've travelled to America for various reasons, holidays and work trips and things. Work trips? When I was on T V that time. Remember? Not work trip. What was it? Well it was a trip. I wouldn't got you weren't at work. Well I wasn't on holiday. No, but you weren't at work either. I was on TV, darling. No, oh, no. Come on then, make your point. Um, you know, I used to well, it's not even really about that. Everybody when I when I was younger, because all the TV that we watched, and we still do, but because TV was a lot newer back in the day, we mm. grew we grew up on American TV shows. Yeah. So you know, like when you when you first went to when you were able to go and see Santa Monica, the pier and everything, and it's like, oh my god, this this is the beach with Bay, for Baywatch. Do you know what I mean? Like that was prime time TV when you were a teenager. The the original Baywatch, like this is this is where the Hoff used to do his thing. 
Um, and you always wanted to go to those places because they were they were sort of embedded in your psyche of how you'd grown up. And and I, I can remember for a time thinking, oh, I'd love to go and live in America. When uh, when I when I grow up, I want to go live in America. And do you remember that time we we did a road trip around California? Yes. And and even back then, because that's quite a few years ago now, you were only you were only quite young. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'd love to live here and do the, all the lifestyle that I've. No thanks now. Mm. Like you know, geographically, a beautiful country. You know, you know, across that wide expanse of country, so many different things going on. But culturally, no, thank you. Yeah, no. If you've got any American uh, listeners, if by any chance we do, don't take that personally. But it's yeah, different to us. Like I don't want to. I don't want to. I wouldn't want to send my kids to a school where they have to practice mass shooting drills and stuff like. I know. Can you imagine a school where you're getting checked whether you're carrying a gun yourself? Well, they do that at loads of schools now. They've got metal detectors on the way in. Like, I just think that's like, I'm sorry, that's like a failed state. I don't understand how that. I actually don't agree with that part of um, the American Constitution at all. That you should be able to. I found out the other day that, obviously, you know, they always say don't touch the Constitution. Like, that's why these things don't change. Mm. But France has had, like, three constitutions in the last 15 years. So Mm. it have to be, like, a rigid thing that stays completely the same, you know. Yeah, like a biblical stone, like it was rewritten and amended. Well, they're all called amendments anyway, aren't they? But Mm. it it can be changed because society changes. When that was written, there wasn't AK-47s where you can go into a shopping mall and just shoot hundreds of people. It's just, yeah, it's crazy. It's just crazy. But, no, I think this year has has definitely been one for the – I tell you what, I'm a bit embarrassed. Not embarrassed of, but obviously because we haven't been doing much – and working, working, and then watching telly is feel and movies. That's is all I've done. That's all I've done. Work and, and I was looking at what I've watched this year, and it, the the list is actually quite embarrassing. At least you go to the gym. Yeah, when it's open when you can. So I started the year with. So we'll we'll talk about what we've done personally. But you, Jim, season two, Dracula was rubbish. Oh. I like that. It was hammy. Two episodes were amazing, and then that last one was, I remember oh, that. The last one, yeah, it ruined it a bit, didn't it? But it was hammy. I liked it. Hammy. Hammy. Sex education. Um, oh, yeah. You don't watch that, do you? I did. Of course I watched it. With with Gillian Anderson? Oh, no, no. I'm thinking of the one with, say, the Irish, that. with the Irish couple. That was normal people. Oh, normal people, right. I'm just thinking of sex. <laughs> Tiger <laughs> King. Uh, Tiger King. Yeah. I need to bought a bauble of him. Did you? Yeah. The Orthodox, do you remember that little mini-series? Mm-hmm. Uh, Servant, Hollywood, Dead to Me. God, I've watched all sorts. Dead to Me. I watched all of Veep. All of oh, Veep. Season of the Crown. I may destroy you. Um, Selling Sunset. That was a massive hit. Gangs of London. 
Yeah, if I could ever reinvent myself again, that's what I'd want to do. What? Sell, sell real estate in, in somewhere like LA. Oh, really? Imagine selling Sunset. That's like, they, they all look like they don't actually do any work, don't they? I don't think they do, to be honest. I, think it's, I know it's a TV show, obviously. I know, but they go, like to go on as if it's hard work, but I don't think they know what hard work is, to be honest. Um, oh, ruthless, Declan, ruthless. Obviously, yeah. I've missed the cinema this year. I've only actually been 26 times. Did I see you tweet that you went 70-something times last year? Last year I went 72 times, so I'm a lot no. behind. Uh, but at the beginning of the year, I did see some great films when they were up, and Bombshell was great, 1917, Parasite. Um, oh, 1917 was good. Yeah. What was the movie that we went to see when we were allowed to go when you were home one time? Oh, I remember that was Tenet. That was good. Oh, I really enjoyed that. And yeah. that's actually one of the places in the cinema that I actually felt safest. Oh, yeah, because you, you can be safe. It, it is odd the way they choose certain things that can be open and what can't, but they obviously... They have to draw the line somewhere, don't they? Um, yeah, pick certain yeah. sectors, um, which at the moment is non-essential shops and gyms. Apparently, that's what obviously what they've chosen. So, yeah, mad year. I don't really know if we've covered that as a recap, but we don't. We don't really use the podcast as a as a way to talk about business. But I think it's. I think I would like to say a little bit about our business on this episode. No, I did. I did write that in the show notes. What, okay. what what it's been like this year from a business perspective? Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I would say we've grown, which is great. We've had to ad- be really adaptable and pragmatic. You know, early on we we kind of said, right, you know, let's change our payment terms a little bit, make everything a bit more flexible um, for people. Yeah, we've tried, always, we've tried to accommodate, haven't we? Tried to accommodate people as much as possible. Always be on, you know, like always continue to post on social and LinkedIn to just look like you're there. Um, and obviously the biggest thing for us, for anybody who maybe hasn't listened before, is that our business merged with another one, didn't it, in yeah. April? Like just as lockdown had got started, we, you know, we had these plans to merge with another business and then as as lockdown happened, we sort of got together around the virtual table and said, should this merge still happen? And we, and we sort of decided, yes, we'll still go for it. Mm-hmm. And actually, it's been the best thing that we've, we could have done, hasn't it? Yeah, it's worked out well. It's, um, I'm, I am pretty, from a professional perspective, like I can't complain about this year at all. There's obviously been... The usual ups and downs of running a business, especially a business that's still fairly young. Um, so sometimes it can feel a bit, yeah, just like you're on a roller coaster. But I think people who I speak to who are a bit further down the line in business say that it's like that all the time, really, no matter what size you are, because you just have different challenges. But if I think like two years ago, how we used to, you know, this has been really open and transparent. Like, how we used to like squabble over five hundred quid when we were first getting a couple of clients, and like how far we've oh, come. Not with clients. Yeah, of course. Um, like how <laughs> how far we've come. Um, is just you. It, you you don't necessarily look back very much. 
um, and actually appreciate quite how far you have come as a business. Um, yeah, often you're constantly looking forward with a business, aren't you? But I think it's been, you know, when we spend our evolution days once a month where we work on the business together, the three directors, because, you know, part of that merge, we've now got another director. So there's three of us at director level. Um, it's for us to to plan ahead and look back at what we've achieved as well. Mm. Um, and I'm really pretty proud of what we've done this year. We're nine months into this business merge and we've got, lots going on lots of exciting things to to work on and you know yeah it's all like you said from a professional perspective it's 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 amazing but and there are always challenges there are always challenges and I think I've said to you in the past haven't I that's why not everybody does it Mm. you know because those challenges and those hurdles and those thought processes that Sometimes it feels that you're going through them on an almost daily basis, you know. You are, um, not sometimes, yeah. And, and not not everybody wants that. Not everybody wants that. Um, but when it does reap the rewards, it's like it feels really fulfilling. Like today, putting our out of office on and not really having to do anything till the 4th of January, we've just been paid, you know, like we've brought that money in. We've we've achieved this. We've achieved like it's just it's so rewarding when it does. And go knowing that we're, that we're opening back up, we've got work in the in the diary. You know, we're, we're looking for more new software projects as that side of our business grows. Um, you know, making traditional manual process or processes automating those for clients. You know, that's that's a big big growth side of our business that we're really excited about isn't it mm-hmm. so, but yeah I think I've said to you you know what sometimes I mean I still have blips but you know you were new to this having blips and I sometimes say to you but look how far you've come as a person how much you've grown as a business owner and that's why you know other people don't necessarily do that because other people like a fairly straight line mm. whereas we get the ups and the downs and but I think this year, if nothing else, you know, talking about some of the things that, that have happened to us this year has made people realise that there won't be a straight line anymore. Um, and I think that's also where we're starting to see, obviously, sadly, there's massive redundancies, isn't there? But I think that's where people are now thinking, you know what, I've wanted my own business for such a long time. I've dreamt about that. And I'm going to take this the plunge because things can't get any worse than this year. Mm. you know so you know it's giving people that that uh that push isn't it to maybe do things that they potentially wouldn't have done before but yeah I always say to you that's that's why being an entrepreneur being a business owner is not for everybody because mm. it's hard yeah people, people look and they sometimes see you know if you've got you know if you if you're you've got some reward in some way a new car or something else Oh, you must be doing well. Well, yeah, but you don't realise how hard I've worked to do that. And yet somebody can be in a, in a pay YE job and get a new car and nobody bats an eyelid. Mm. The minute that you, you know, you're a business owner and you've done that, oh, things must be doing okay. Well, well it's like last Christmas. I mean, I mean, even with, like I'm, I'm, we're obviously doing a lot better and earning a lot more. I'll never forget my gram. I think it was last Christmas. Oh, Irish. So this is the, oh, you look wealthy. You look well. 
what? I'm like, are you joking? Well, you must have been suited and booted that day. Quite a nice outfit on, but she just went, "Oh, you look wealthy." I was like, (laughs) "Yeah, whatever." But it's just, just funny, different people's perceptions. But obviously, talking about our goals for next year, let's let's look ahead for us and the wider world and what 2021 could bring. So, obviously, and talking about entrepreneurship and businesses. We are going to, whether this pandemic goes, which it will anyway at some point, naturally, but if the vaccine really does kick in and help with it, um, we are going to have almighty mountain of debt to get through. And I think the economic struggles will be what hits next year um, rather than now, because obviously... A lot of people have been had the job saved by furlough um, and different things. You know that the help is still there. You know it's not perfect. We were one of those businesses that got absolutely nothing unless we pretty much, unless we'd shut up shop and furloughed ourselves, we would have got nothing. Um, so there are people that haven't had help. But while I do think the way out of this for me is that there's a bonanza in small startups and small to medium-sized businesses that are really going for it, um, and that's what generates jobs and wealth, and we get that tax mountain, you know. Basically, this year, Rishi Sunak's had his credit card out, and at some point, it's going to need paying. Um, yeah, an interesting point that you've made there, that bonanza of small businesses all striving to, to add to the not just this country's economy, but the, the global economy. But if we if if we isolate that just to the UK, you know, the government will be wanting small businesses to do their thing, and yet they've potentially excluded a lot of them from help. No, so but the, one, the government will want you to do your thing after, not now. No, I know, but when you think of all of the people who've been excluded from help, and yet they'll be the people driving the economy forward in the future. Mm. That's how I see it. You know, it's like we were excluded from help. Thankfully, touching wood, touching all the things that you touch, we didn't need it. Um, you know, we've we've grown throughout this period, um, but we were still we we were still in that sector of of the working economy wasn't eligible for any help anywhere um and i think there's about three million of us all together across the uk in you know directors of small businesses uh but yet we'll be the ones pushing the country forward afterwards yeah that's not in sync with me and i always think to myself you know when those votes come round again what what will people vote and remember that Depends what's changed. If if things go to plan the election, the next election's a long, long time away. Um, so, I mean, it's not till early summer 2024. So a lot can change between then and now. Well, they can be gone as well between then and now because that can happen. It can, yeah. 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 All sorts can, I mean, we had three general elections in the space of four years, didn't we? So... But I would like, in my head, I would like there not to be an election until 2024 because I'd like things just to settle down a bit. Not that I agree with some 
quite a lot of Tory policies at the minute. But um, I would like stability, and I always say that it's even if you, even if you don't necessarily um, agree, like you've just said, with some of the policies, we've got to have a period of stability because I always liken politics to, and I'm not into politics, not at the level that you're into it, but well, I always liken it to it's like you get a new manager at work and they were like oh no I'm not doing it that way anymore well that way always was okay no no it's new processes I always think people like that in the civil service people who work in the civil service must be like that especially people who've been there a long time and they're like oh he's another new government trying to rip up the mandate and do everything differently um exactly and then even if they are doing quite a good job they still don't have very long to, to put it right. So then it's somebody else comes, yeah. you know, it's like, oh, here we go again. And that's just what it, that's just what the government remark, any government reminds me of. Um, so you also think, well, even if I don't really agree with some of the things, let's have a period of stability to give people a chance. Yeah. Um, and I think I would say that for it, for any political party, just let's have, give them time to do it. Well, speaking of stability, though, I can't believe, I mean, our business isn't really, I don't think our business will be, other than the economic downturn that comes from Brexit, our business, we know we don't have a supply chain, we don't have whatever, so we're not massively impacted by it. But I can't believe we've, like, we still don't know if there's a deal, no deal, what's going to happen. Like, with our biggest trading partner, to just think that come New Year's Day, it might be completely different. I think that's quite... Well, apparently there is, Scott, yesterday, there were... It does look like there might be a deal and the MPs might have to sit in the week between, shocking, I know, um, and vote for it on the 30th and then it comes into legislation on the 31st, which is like <laughs> cutting it finely to... to but I Sorry for those businesses that like logistically have to get ready for could have a deal, might not. Oh, it, yeah, it's just a bit, it's just a bit mad. But did you realise that like we can't travel to Europe anymore the way from the first? I just think that's so sad. I haven't really thought about it because I'm not even thinking of travelling at the minute. No, I just find it so sad that, I th- like, I really think that a lot of people in this country took for granted that we could literally live, well, the pe- people put it in quite a romantic way, like, live, love and, and learn no matter, anywhere in Europe. So go and work there, go to study there and fall in love. In your, like, and mar- Do you know, like, I just think we've had that luxury like they don't even really check your passports when you're flown into within the European area, and I just think it's it is really going to be missed. That I know the visas will probably like the visas will be really laxed. We're still only traveling to Europe. It's not like you're going to need a visa as if you're traveling to America or China or somewhere further afield. But I still do think it's 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 a sad thing. Well, you always think as well, you know, looking at this is me looking at at it from a historical viewpoint now does that does that mean in in centuries to come that basically we could be at, at war with other european countries again like we used to be um there's already talk of another cod wars which i don't remember i don't know if you do, yeah, I, do. I do yeah if the do historically, historically we fought with our neighbors spain france mm. 
you know, yeah. um, and you just think, so does, does that mean that now we're not solidified as a unit anymore? Does that mean basically we could go back to fights, fighting like no, that? I don't think so. But one thing I did write in the show notes is, um, which kind of leads into this is a lot of people say, oh, after the last pandemic, there was the roaring 20s and it was a great time to be alive. Mm. Some people say, no, there might be a great 20s now once this is over. Um, oh, well, like a, a roaring 20s of this century. Um, but then what people tend to forget, which was a bit of a negative, is how the 1920s ended. Mm. So we had the Great Depression, which then led to the rise of fascism and World War Two. So let's hope it isn't quite the the carbon copy. So, but wouldn't that be mad if there's like this like 100-year cycle? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Crazy. A bit like that, like you said about the Roaring Twenties, and here we are in the in the next set of twenties. Hmm. Um, be interesting, that wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be. It, I think it would. To say all oh, the Charleston came about in the twenties because people were that happy. It was like, uh, oh, I'd love to have been a proper girl. <laughs> Honestly, your dad always says to me, if we ever get the chance to go to a we haven't been to one for donkey's years. A fancy dress, I would go as a flapper girl. Would you? Oh, love that era. I'm having a fancy dress for my 30th if I get there. Oh, well, there you go then. That's my opportunity. Oh, it won't be, you won't be able to dress like that. What What would I have to dress like as a drag queen? No. <laughs> it's like a studio. I'm going to do like a Studio 54. Oh, well, that was another era that like, I'm, you know. Cool. Yeah, but like club kids. Staying alive. No, but not like seventies, like Mrs. Roper, like none of that stuff, like club, what? club kid seventies. Well, uh, that was the same thing. No, it wasn't. You mean the rich people? Studio Fifty Four was where all the celebs of the day hung out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, so let's, I can do that. I can do that. Let's just look ahead then. The one. Do you realise that when you're 30, I'll have been 61st? Mm-hmm. <gasps> so... I'll have to have you retired by then, though. Oh, I don't want to retire. No, but, like, you you have to take the foot off the gas a little bit, Mum. I'm whooping it up. I love it. I can't not work. I'm whooping I can't it up. Work. <laughs> whooping it up. Maybe I'll just sit in the background a little bit and write on my blog a bit more. <laughs> That's what I always said I would do. But it's quite scary. I've thought of that a few times this year because you, you brought up that, you know, you'll be 30 in not too many years. It, if It'll whiz by. And I think, and so when you've said that, I've actually sort of contemplated in the background behind thinking, well, when Dex is 30, that means that I'll have just been 60 a few months before. Well, yeah, because, like, I think I've been in Leeds nearly two years and I think of how quick that's gone. And then, so if I, so say if I add that two years to now, that's like me knocking on 29, may as well just be there. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, it's crazy, crazy. Um, but anyway, let's talk about some digital techie predictions. So I was looking at an article and obviously everyone does these kind of like, what to expect in 2021? And I always think it doesn't really change that much. But from a 
from a teching perspective, they reckon we'll see an advancement in AI, Mars exploration, more VR, car advancements, both ecological and potentially flying. <laughs> say every year, I think. Five uh, G, like rollout con- to continue. Um, virtual security being like a bigger thing. And in medicine, apparently, there um, there's like a high-tech kidney, like a, you could get a um, – how do I word this? If you got a kidney transplant, you could get a computer kidney in a way um, rather than waiting for an organ off somebody. And then digital – like the digital predictions that come into that. So – Digital pivots will become permanent. So obviously pivots that people have made this year will will actually stay around. Um, more buying via social media. Um, informed buyers pay from informed brands. I don't know if that like comes from kind of what culturally has happened this year. Um, informed buyers pay off informed brands. So um, virtual events will continue because... A lot of people don't make that much money on events, so doing them virtually kind of gets rid of a load of the overheads from certain events. Um, culling of social media channels, um, there's, there'll be more of a trend of people saying that one doesn't work for me, I'm leaving. Um, and then our augmented reality and digital engagement. So there's all sorts there. Discuss. Well, it's interesting. One of the points there about social media not working for people. I think I, I think you might have seen me share on my stories yesterday about um, a brand, a head of a brand that's developed really and grown off the back of social media. Over, over is, that, is that somebody Chapman? Yeah, the Chapman sisters. Well, there used to be Pixie Woo. Is that them? Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, and obviously, one of them has announced yesterday that uh, she's leaving social media especially instagram um because of i did read that it was like i I didn't the the platform wants me to be some for me to succeed on instagram it wants me to be something that i'm not or something along those lines i'm paraphrasing but it's bizarre i mean obviously she's making that decision you know some business and personal decisions it's not just that but it's interesting that you know people who have become successful because you know instagram and the other channels existed and and are now you know sort of stabbing it in the back a little bit but i think it's really interesting you know for people to be acknowledging that they are addicted to their phone um we always conversation boring though because i'm just like we all know it we all know it like yeah, but I think you've got to realise that some some people's level of addiction is really harmful to their relationships. Yeah, well, um, mm. you know, it, it 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 definitely is. And I mean, I know I'm. I mean, I use my phone every minute of the day. I, we all agree that it's a, it's an amazing invention, isn't it? We're we're all walking around with powerful computers in our pockets, essentially. Um, that allow us to communicate with anybody anywhere on the planet. Mm. Um, you know, when you when you think really what they are it is mind blowing, and you know how much how fastly they've developed 
the functionality that they give us. When you when I think back, you know, in the eighties of that first brick that we used to carry that looked like a big walkie-talkie. Um, but I do think it's important that people are acknowledging that yes, it this is impacting relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, I, think, I think big tech is about to get its reckoning as well. In a way, I know people like to think that they're so powerful that they can't be touched. But I think both the European Union and now um, Biden is in, going to be in power. I think big tech in 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 the Silicon Valley is going to get its reckoning. I think people think that Facebook should be broken up because they, they own far too much of a monopoly now. Mm. Um, I think the data issues and the privacy, I think it's really going to start getting some form of, com- not comeuppance, but a lot more scrutiny. And I think they, they, they got away with it for so long because I think our legislators didn't really understand it. You know, we all, we've talked about on this podcast before, the, when Zuckerberg was getting... Um, interviewed in the in the con was it Congress or something, and it, he pretty much had to explain how the ad how the internet and advertising worked to them. Um, yeah, we were joking. We said it's like it's like explaining it to your granddad, weren't we? Um, yeah. So, but I do think people are becoming a lot more switched on. But I tell you what, it's fascinating. I saw somebody post on LinkedIn, like people seem to hate the thought of. Facebook using their data. Mm. But when it came to Spotify and everyone was sharing their Spotify unwrapped. Yeah, yeah. Everybody loves it. So but they're doing the exact same thing. They use it they're using what data they've got on you, what you've been listening to this year. But it's it's packaged up though, isn't it? Funny how it's 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 just like one big PR exercise. Who who do we mind using our data and who do we not? And it, I think, because Facebook, it feels like it's been weaponized against us, like using it against us in elections and and different things. I, I think people just uh, uh, the trust in Facebook and other tech. Um, like I yeah, don't, really don't, really. don't mind that, isn't it? Oh, we don't mind that because that's fun. Look, that's everything I've been listening to this past year. Mm. It's a bit like those um, things that I still see people uh, share on Facebook. You know, those those little sort of questionnaires. Uh, what does your star sign mean? What type of celebrity are you? That type of thing. And you know, it takes you off Facebook for a second or two, doesn't it? While they grab your data, mm. it's like people are still doing all of that. Um, and it's almost like when it's packaged up as, as fun and entertaining, oh, you can have my data, but the minute that I think it's got a little bit serious, yeah. no, you're not having it. Yeah. So, yeah. It is. It's it's strange, but I do think I think there's, I think there's changes to come. Um, so, yeah. these, these things are, are here to stay. I just think the way they'll be will be different. Um, I um, hasn't there been some, some things through the European court, though, for Google over the last year or so? Oh, they've been fined billions, I think, for yeah. all of that. Um, but it's whether it touches them because they're just so big. It's like... It is unfair, a lot of the things they do. Mm-hmm. I know. You know? Um, and it's it's usually the little guy that suffers, isn't it? The small businesses as well. Mm. Um, yeah. But some of those other predictions I do agree with. I think some pivots that have happened will stay permanent. Um, I think some events will... 
be stay virtual or there will be a virtual aspect of them. I think of like the virtual comic cons that they've done and they've done also. I think they've you managed to reach a, a larger audience. Um, mm. And I, th- I think that's here to stay. And potentially, I don't know, environmentally, if people are wanting to travel less, especially international flights, um, to curb, to help with global what, like with climate change and things, I think that those kind of things might be here to stay. Um, I do think consumers are getting more and more informed and they will make informed decisions with with it's funny, you, it's funny what you've said there in your list like we were we were on a a meeting earlier before this recording weren't we mm-hmm. together we were chatting to somebody about you know um potentially hiring in the new year and we were saying that you know the culture that we have to share with them is one where we work remotely anyway pandemic aside mm-hmm. um, and we always said didn't we we don't we don't need an office. Yeah. We don't need an office for us all to have to drive, to commute into and out to every day. That's that's not how we need to work. And we actually think that, you know, that's that, that sort of like option will stay now, we think, don't we? People don't need to, to do that. They don't need to commute. They don't need to have to spend money on rent and rates and all of that type of stuff. Um and that's for the foreseeable future how we want to stay working as a remote team, don't we? I know, imagine that, like, for some people in cities, that the thought of going back to that, you know, you're lucky if you're commuting for two hours a day, you know, an hour there and an hour back. And I just think, who really wants to, to do you know, it? Nice to be able to just say, oh, you know, today I actually think I'll go into the office and I'll see some of my colleagues. Mm. We've arranged to meet up on Thursday. We're all going to go into the office and work from there that day. I think being able now to to acknowledge that we can have the choices, I think, makes for such a happier happier work-life balance, doesn't it? Mm. Um, You know, I think back to when you you two kids were growing up and, you know, I had a business where I was able to, to work around. I could go to your school things. I could go to the nativity I could go to every, you know, report evening. Um, some people don't have that luxury, and it must be so, so stressful. But to be able to, you know, work your working day out so that you can do those other things at either end of the day, surely that makes you so much more productive as an employee mm. uh, rather than just having bums on seats for the sake of it. It's got to make a difference, hasn't it? I would have hoped and I would have thought, yeah, yeah. And I think, I think we are going to see some massive advancements in in tech and, um, like the five G rollout. I think will be really successful. Um, yeah, I think there's. I, I have a feeling there's really big things to come in this next, like this decade moving Ooh. forward. What's Look that? My crystal ball. I feel like you're doing some sort of premonition there, Dex. No, I do. I, do, I think we. I think once this. I, I don't know. I I just feel like we're there's a lot of big things as as a race as you put earlier that we need to address. And I, I, I we sat here this time next year and see wonder what we say. Yeah, I know. Cause like, remember we wanted to to say I don't know whether you've got this in your show notes because you know slap my hand I didn't look at them sorry. 
um, when we said that we'd quite like to interview some have on as guests, basically not grill, but have on as guests. No, but nobody thought you meant grill. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. Um, have on as guests people who are family members who work together as well. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be cool, wouldn't you? Because the whole the whole reason why we do this is because we are two people who work in a business and we happen to be related. We started this business together on our own, which it no longer is, but we, we are still in it together. We're still related. That's not going to change. Yeah, that won't change. And I just think it's interesting, isn't it, the dynamics of when business owners work in a business together. And, you know, when when um, when our new newest director joined us and we thought, wonder what the dynamics are going to be like. And actually, it's worked out pretty fun, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, the way that we all interact with each other. Um, so, yeah, we would like to interview some families who work together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I suppose we're closing up now because we've been going an hour, but... Um... Thank you to everyone who supported this podcast. You know, we're a small but mighty um, team. Um, we've, we've got, I've got big ideas for this podcast, including, as Mum's just said, getting some fellow people who are in business that um, work in together the um, in the, you know, keeping it in the genes. Um, it's just kind of a bit of a creative journey for us, this, and we just kind of go with it as we want. But if anything, we just use it as a bit of an hour to have a nice natter, which has been really nice, especially because I haven't been able to get home that many times. Um, it is. I really like it when you first suggested it and and how it's developed sort of organically for us. we like, well, if nothing else, it gives us – because I do find your views on things really interesting. Yeah, I know. <laughs> because you are you are much more. Can't think of the phrase that I'm looking for. Engaged. You're so much more aligned and engaged with the world than I am or ever was. The world exists around you, whereas, like, oh, really? um, well, it just like it just. You just go and do your bit. You oh, just give me my a bit. Is that what you're saying? I just <laughs> well, with this Declan that you seem to think I'm a diva. Your dad is I don't think it. Your dad mm. thinks I'm high maintenance, and he has no clue. Oh, what yeah. No, no I don't agree with that. I don't agree. I don't think you're high maintenance at oh, all. I'm not not at all. It takes me five minutes to put my face on, and I try to explain to your dad that that is not high maintenance. Yeah, he doesn't know what. Like maintenance woman is he doesn't. I, th- I wish he just just could have one for a day, <laughs> and then he'd, re- he'd realize he'd be like, "Come back, Sharon. Come back, Sharon." Um, Imagine him waiting two hours for you to put your makeup on and get ready. Yeah, I've got no lashes, Steve. I can't go out today. Can you imagine? Yeah, no. he has no clue. But I just wonder where the where the where the position in me as a diva comes from, Declan. I don't get it. Well, maybe we'll explore that more next year. <laughs> Thanks. Okay. Right. Well, thank you for listening to our this latest episode of thank It in the Gym. You can follow us both on Twitter. I'm at Declan Williams underscore, and you are before ended. We have got Instagram and Twitter for the podcast now. On Instagram, it's it's in the Jeans Pod, and on Twitter, it's in the Jeans Pod. 
Um, you can also follow our business across all socials at The Digital Gene. Make our Christmas and write us a review, please, on Apple Podcasts. Um, yeah, can I just really ask for that, you know, because I'll get my begging ball out. I love seeing the reviews. We haven't had any for a while, have we? No. Those little reviews appear underneath those stars, and I just think, oh, Starts that we get as well. Time to write a review, so you just don't know how much that makes our day, our week, our month, our year. Are you done? I'm finished, Jess. Thank you. Right, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Whenever you listen into this, let's see what 2021 brings for us all, eh? Yeah. Take it easy and chill. Bye. Bye.